This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk. With Omiyal Saleh and Hani Balkis on Pulse 95. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. It is the weekend, and we're definitely excited to have a break from a very long week, but you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world is being brought to you right here on Pulse95. Lots and lots is happening right here in the UAE because we are going to be celebrating an accomplishment that the UAE's Ministry of Health and Prevention have created. They are working on a 4D printer that can regenerate dead cells. How will this be helpful in the healthcare sector? This is definitely something that we are going to be discussing in just a few moments. But keeping up with the accomplishments right here in the UAE, Recently, the UAE actually signed up to become one of seven countries to sign the Agile Nations Pledge. And we're going to be telling you all about what this pledge will bring to the UAE. Coming up on the show as well, we're going to be talking all about Twitter turning off its threaded replies because they have made conversations a little bit harder to see in an attempt to limit misinformation. And speaking of weird tech, we're also going to be talking about drones, but not any drones, especially those that are currently being used to replant forests that have been devastated by wildfires. Lots and lots is in store today on the show, so keep all 75 locked and we'll be right back. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. Today, we're going to be talking all about accomplishments happening right here in the heart of Sharjah, all about the healthcare sector, because the lives of patients with chronic wounds, diabetic foots and burns is about to be changed. The Ministry of Health and Prevention just launched a four-dimensional bioprinting technology that is called the Dr. Invivo 4D Bioprinter. This new technology will be life-changing because it can help regenerate human and animal cells, tissues, or organs, which means these organs will have their functions restored. This is the first of its kind surgery that has ever been done, and it was actually conducted at Al-Qasimi Hospital right here in Sharjah by an Emirati medical team that was actually led by Dr. Saqir Al-Mullah, who is the deputy technical director of the hospital, as well as the head of the Department of Plastic Reconstruction and Burrs burns section. Now this surgery was actually live streamed so a lot of people especially those that are currently interning in the healthcare sector have been able to uh, take it as an educational experience as well and it was conducted in the presence of senior officials from the health ministry. Now whenever we're looking at the mechanism of the 4D bioprinting technology, this surgery is very intricate because you're looking at a doctor who is A, able to work with such a machine but also B, you're looking at extracting cells from the tissues and then using the 4D bioprinting technology to basically fabricate those tissues and make a similar copy of them that is using different materials. Now, once these tissues have been fabricated, they go ahead and apply a skin graft to cover the wound. The procedure is actually pretty short. It's only 45 minutes long, but it has helped heal severe wounds in around two to four weeks in comparison to the conventional method that would typically take a burn patient six months 
just to be able to recover. Now, a patient with a diabetic foot will also uh, be able to make the most out of this procedure because he'll only have to do this procedure once and he'll be able to resume his or her daily life functions soon after the operation. No side effects have been reported so far and no post-operation complications have been reported either. So as far as if we know, this is definitely, it sounds like a magical fix to many patients that may have lost hope in having, especially burn patients, in having their skin return back to normal. The Ministry of Health and Prevention has done a lot of digital health services, but this is by far one of the most uh, interesting ones, especially because it is based on the need and the excellence of the doctors as well, since the Ministry of Health and Prevention is also working on training Emirati doctors on how to deal with such machines. Uh, the medical services and equipments are providing the latest treatment methods in Al Qasimi Hospital, and a lot of medical in innovations have been taking place over there. You can also check us out on SoundCloud because we have uh, had the honor to speak to one of the doctors at Al Qasimi Hospital who was using a robotic arm to be able to conduct surgeries on patients who needed it with very minimal uh, post-op time off of work. Now, let's move on to talk a little bit about another accomplishment happening right here in the UAE because the UAE is officially one of seven countries to sign the Agile Nations Pledge. All of the countries that are part of this pledge will be working together to promote technology-friendly regulations. So the UAE is actually one of the world's first agile nations and uh, collaborating with other innovators so that they can quickly test the ideas that inventors come up with will definitely make the UAE an innovation hub much more than it already is. The UAE actually joined Canada, Denmark, Italy, Japan, Singapore and the UK in signing this agreement during a panel that was co-organized by the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development and the World Economic Forum. This collaboration will be building on efforts by the parties to support technological innovation through a much more effective regulation, especially inventors around the world. They face a big issue whenever they want to go ahead and test uh, their invention. Uh, a lot of regulators may not trust how efficient these inventions are. Others may be worried about the impacts they will have on the human beings living in that country. But the UAE government is very proud to endorse the Agile Nations Network which will help adopt a lot of agile governance as well as innovation to build a strong, capable and resilient government. But it's also going to be enabling the UAE to tackle the different future challenges that it will face with interesting and innovative solutions. Charter signatories were actually agreed to cooperate in helping the innovators navigate every single country's rules. So this collaboration will allow different regulators to test the new ideas of those inventors, but also to be able to scale them across the seven countries that are participating in it. We'll definitely keep you updated with all that arises from this story. But coming up, we still have lots and lots to share with you. Um, we're going to be talking about Twitter turning off threaded replies because they are trying to make conversations a little bit harder to see to try and fight misinformation. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? 
Today's discussion is all about Twitter because for quite some time now, Twitter has been experimenting with threaded replies as a way to potentially make replies easier to read and easier to follow. However, recently the company decided to end those experiments because a lot of tweets have not been happy with the update. The company did actually announce in a tweet that was published earlier today that the, re the reply layout was not doing it for every tweet and they actually decided to go ahead and turn off this format to work on other ways so that they can improve conversations on Twitter. Uh, they do like to listen to what their customers want and what their customers need. And in a follow-up tweet, the company did say that threaded replies made conversations harder to read and harder for people who had no idea what the conversation was about but wanted to join. It was harder for them to become a part of this conversation because people needed context about who they were talking to and what the topic was about. A very similar move to this was whenever Twitter decided to go ahead and include a paragraph explaining why something is trending. In the past, you would only find out that a certain tweet was trending, but you had no idea what caused it to trend. And recently, they decided to go ahead and add like a mini paragraph that explains exactly why a certain tweet uh, was trending. But some learnings that Twitter actually gained from this feature that they stopped was that the new look made conversations uh, harder to read and join as we've mentioned but also they wanted more control given to the users so they are trying to move around some of the conversation settings to try and make this become a much more seamless project but in other news twitter is also shutting down its beta app which the company has called twitter but it's not the same way it's not the same spelling it was actually spelled out as t-w-t-t-r and this app was actually designed for experiments that Twitter wanted to uh, go ahead and test out, especially features that were not ready uh, to be launched on the official application, just like the threaded replies option. For now, they were actually uh, deciding to turn Twitter off, the TWTTR, so that they can go ahead and work on new tests to improve the conversation experience on Twitter. But people who are currently using this beta app will lose access, sadly. However, Twitter is exploring potential next steps for the application as it develops future plans to test new products. Uh, trying to follow more than a few replies on most tweets can definitely be a headache uh, you can go ahead and check out any of the previous threaded replies they are definitely very hard to sit down and follow through and a lot of people lose attention lose interest by the time they get to uh, into a few of the conversation pointers that were found in that threaded reply that's exactly why twitter's attempt to make tra tracking them much more straightforward will be welcomed twitter first signaled that it was considering threaded replies back in august of 2018 but it didn't actually roll them out up until the 2019 uh, 2019 uh, back in march as well and it added them to the ios app in january revising how threaded replies looked for some uh, ios users and the web was done throughout may but ever since then we've definitely seen the threaded replies become a new part of twitter but now that this new system is not working twitter is going to be reverting back to its old days and hopefully 
The company will come up with a new solution at some point, but for now, we'll just be stuck scrolling forever on high reply tweets to figure out exactly what's going on. Let us know. Text in at 4215. Do you enjoy the threaded replies on Twitter or do you find them harder to read as well? I personally think they are quite confusing to go through, especially if you don't have the time and the energy to sit down and keep looking through them. Uh, our text lines are open, as I've mentioned, 4215. Or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram. Coming up, we still have lots and lots in store right here on Future Talk because we're going to be talking all about drones and their role in nature. Wildfires have definitely been very widespread this year and more than 8 million acres of land have been burned across different countries over this past year. But when we are talking about regenerating forests, a lot of the times people may be thinking of manual labor. But what if we could use drones to help us do that at a much faster pace? Because Seattle-based Drone Seed is a company that has been trying to create an effective solution. It's been using fleets of drones, also known as the drone swarms, to reforest areas that have been burned down. So these drones have been dropping what is what would usually be called the seed vessels. The, they would drop these feed, seed vessels into areas where they have the best chance of growing back up. Now, the eight-foot drones can basically be flying together all at the same time. So we would have like, let's say, five swarms of drones flying at the same time. They have pre-programmed route and they would basically be able to cover up to 50 acres of land every single day. But not just that, because they can even carry twice as much, if not more, uh, seeds than a normal human being could, because they're able to carry about 57 pounds of seed vessels. And that basically means that they are six times faster than any tree planter machine out there or any human being that is out there with a shovel doing about two acres of land every single day. So you're basically going from two acres of land to 50 acres every single day. They've also been able to cut down the supply chains for getting new seeds in the ground down from three years to three months. Now, Drone Seed has definitely received a lot of exemptions from the Federal Aviation Administration earlier this year so that they can actually get all of the paperwork that would allow them to use the drone swarms to replant burned forests. The company is also restoring forests that have been impacted by the August complex fire in California and they have been examining a lot of fire-stricken areas up and down the streets and the west coast area where the technology could be put to use. Selecting the right type of seeds is definitely a very important process, but finding the right place to drop them is the key of it all. Because just throwing forest seed trees or forest tree seeds out of an airplane, it may be successful, successful, but if you're not using the right strategy, if you're not dropping them from the exact height, they may not actually end up germinating. So growing seeds uh, in the right way 
will definitely make sure that the impact of these drones is being achieved. Now, drones are not the only technology that the company is using to make replanting more effective. They're also deploying a sensing technology that has been previously used in self-driving cars to map the world around them. This is called the LiDAR technology. So they actually know exactly where to go. They have pre-programmed routes and we don't have any uh, mistakes with the routes that they're taking. They're also creating a, a 3D model of the terrain within the drone itself. So by using sensors, the drone would be able to measure the different wavelengths of light and tell the difference between areas of gravel and places where healthy soil may better suit these trees to grow. Let us know what you think. Dream, drone Seeds technology has definitely been very effective uh, right here in the UAE as well. We've seen different initiatives, the most recent of them being by the fuel company Kafu that has actually been able to use drones to grow over 4,000 raft trees in Sharjah alone and over a million raft trees in the UAE altogether. So we've seen a lot of impact uh, for technology in the field of agriculture let us know do you uh, have you seen any of those drones circulating right here in the uae that have been dropping the raf uh, tree seeds text us in at 4215 do it a lot or sign into our dms at pulse 95 radio coming up we still have lots and lots to share with you all we're going to be talking about an interesting gadget that will allow the apple watch to have a camera of its own. We all know that Apple Watches can't necessarily shoot video or selfies, but now they can with a simple gadget attached to them. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. The Apple Watch has never had a camera and Apple may never add one to it, but one company is giving this watch the power of sight through a watch band accessory that is called the wrist cam. Now for anyone that owns an Apple Watch, we all know how fun it is to buy different bands for it, change them up, it gives the, the entire watch a whole different feel. Every single time you change the band, it's like you bought a brand new watch all over again. But as watch bands go, the wrist cam is a bit of a beast to be honest because it's not just like any other regular band it's thick and rigid but it also comes with a lot of technology inside of it this band has two cameras within its length an 8 megapixel world facing camera and a 2 megapixel front facing selfie camera so you can basically use your apple watch as a selfie stick as well as a camera to take videos and photos of the world around you and both of those cameras are actually very efficient they can capture high definition photos and 1080 pixel video a large button on the band will activate one or the other of the cameras and all you'll have to do is double press on the button to switch between the cameras if you click it once that will take a photo if you long press it that will take a video the rest cam connects to the apple watch through bluetooth so that all of your images and your videos will immediately show up within the Rust Cam app on the screen of the watch. 
If you're worried about how much memory you'll get worth of photos and videos, then rest assured you have about 8 gigabytes of memory that is actually enough to hold about an hour of video and thousands of photos. The band design also contains a decent size curved battery. It weighs only about 23 grams, which is actually very light. It's almost uh, the weight of a single piece of chocolate, uh, to put things into perspective. The battery lasts for about 8 hours of steady camera use so it will last you for quite some time if you're using it heavily now wrist cam which is the company behind this band has worked with apple to have its products certified to carry the made for apple watch label however the bluetooth connectivity is the extent of its integration with the watch so the brand itself will require its own separate battery charger which is part of the reason why a lot of people have been uh, quite concerned about how efficient it would be to use now now, a lot of you may be wondering why would you want a camera on your wrist especially if you have a better one on an iPhone in your pocket the rest cam lets you quickly take pictures while you're already engaged in another activity so if your phone isn't in your reach then all you have to do is reach out for your band and also if you're out on a hike or on a run you can take some pretty cool shots with the Apple watch the image quality of those photos is not the greatest, but it's pretty good if you're comparing it to a, a zoom in on one of your phone screens. So that's basically the amount of pixelation that you'll be able to uh, imagine for such a photo. However, if we're looking at uh, having a band that can take photos then quality is not really what we're going for it's how fast can we take the shot that will justify whether the picture is good enough or not now for privacy concerns the camera band has bright led lights on it so that it can actually showcase whenever it's capturing a video and this is only to showcase that you're not taking video without someone else knowing so the band will make it known that you are currently filming wrist cam also does a form of light chat video but it isn't exactly your typical FaceTime for your wrist it's more like a video walkie-talkie so you'll actually have to push down on the button every time you want to speak uh, while using the video the video feature on the band itself for now the video chat happens only between those who have wrist cams so if you have a wrist cam and a friend of yours has the same band you'll be able to video chat with one another however the company is currently working on enabling the video chat feature between the Apple Watch and the iPhone as well as uh, watches and Android phones in the future. Let us know, would you be interested in buying a wrist cam yourself and what would you use it for? What shots have you always wished you had your phone your phone on you with but a lot of the times if you're out on a run or a hike you and you have a cellular uh, Apple Watch you may just leave the phone uh, away from you let us know your thoughts but future talk is coming to an end we want to wish you a beautiful weekend have a great time but make sure you stay safe since covid19 is very much still well and alive you can catch us again same time same place on sunday from 2 to 3 p.m until then you can tune in to afternoon karak with aisha mazmi and mikhail atiye they'll be bringing you all of your perfect weekend recommendations to make sure that this weekend is an enjoyable one this is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.